Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. And this is the Holderness Family Podcast, where we go to have some time to actually talk to each other. <laughs> and it, Marriage tip. And then if, we put it on the internet. If you want to connect with your person... <laughs> start a podcast. Start a podcast. Yeah. I mean, and again, you don't even have to like plug in the microphones. Just pretend you're having a podcast. It's great. Isn't it funny that we would, we would get a lot out of this if we didn't even press record? We joke all the time that we are going to be in the retirement home yeah. with microphones and they're just going to be like pat us on the head. or like, oh, those yep. Holderness folks, they're still podcasting and nobody's going to hear it. No one's going to hear it and we're going to be better off for it. So just buy fake microphones <laughs> and just tip. look at each other and talk for an hour and your life will be better. I, that, this is why I say the podcast is a very favorite thing we do because I get to be with my boo. But first, some we're, really we're, exciting announcements. Yes. For, we're going to bring in another person in the flesh. In the in our us. studio, We've which normally, is We normally had her on Zoom calls, but we're psyched to have her join us in our studio. But uh, quick housekeeping. Our new book, ADHD is Awesome is available for pre-order right now. We're so excited. We're doing a special promotion as well with Barnes & Noble on this book. When you pre-order, you can tell us where you'd like us to hold a future book signing because we're, we've got some towns we're already decided we're going to, but we're going to add... We're going to add like a bonus Listener's town. choice town. Yes. Yeah, Sorry. there's a form on ADHDisawesomebook.com to fill out with your info. Um, we're excited about this book. I think if you read it and you've got ADHD or you are being part of an ADHD family, you're parenting someone, you're married to someone with ADHD, it's going to help explain it all, right? And and that to me is like one of the biggest steps you can take because when someone asks what ADHD is, it's like the answer is very ADHD. It, it's, it's, it's a lot, and they, but it is, there's a simple way to explain it. I am so excited as a partner and parent of people with ADHD. Wow. Just the research, what I learned and how our li- lives are structured differently just from the process of 
you know, being part of this book on a kind of from an outsider's perspective. I'm just excited for people to read it and and we'd love to meet you. So yeah. go to ADHDawesomebook.com. ADHD is awesome book. See, thank you. Honey. You're good. Anyway, also for any information or games or books or fun merch, because we have some new products on the way, go to the Holderness Family dot com and you can sign up for newsletters so that's also fun so if you've played our new game what the flock send us some pictures we want to see you guys playing it okay on to the show yes so we are big fans kim and i of people telling us exactly what to do and how to do it it's not it's not always that simple but we're bringing dr hope seidel on because she does sometimes make things simple and sometimes when she does it we're like our first response is like, what? And then and then she talks to us more and we're like, oh. And then she gives us these actionable, mm-hmm. almost scripted things that we can do or ask ourselves to be better at parenting. Today is all about the questions you should be asking yourself as a parent and we should be asking ourselves um, to set our kids up for success, to set ourselves, our kids up to not need us anymore. Right. And if you have kids of any age, this is going to be applicable. It feels very real because our daughter is a junior in high school. And I feel like I'm on the record at every moment. Like, have I taught her enough about how to exist in the world without us? And I think the answer is no. But Dr. Hope Seidel is going to be joining us in the attic. Dr. Hope Seidel has been a pediatrician for over 20 years. She began to notice she was healing parents more than children, so she now offers regular parenting classes and one-on-one parent coaching to help manage those feelings of worry, fear, uncertainty, expectation, judgment, and confusion that we all know comes with being a parent. She teaches parents to trust themselves. Dr. Hope Seidel has two grown children, Grace and Jared, who are divine. And when she's not working, she's a reluctant runner and loves to cook and travel. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Penn, I'm really proud of us. Me too. But wait, hang on. Why are you proud of us? I'm just proud of us that we've put in the work. We have been working together for 10 years and we're still married, but that actually took work (laughs) to figure out how to do both together. And there are reasons for that, right? We've, uh, We've definitely learned along the way. One of the biggest reasons why though, you guys, therapy has been a great place for both of us to talk through our feelings both together and also individually, and work through the challenges in our relationship. Yeah, in therapy, we learn the importance of prioritizing our personal life to make our professional lives better. I think it also made us better friends and coworkers and bosses to those who are around us. Agreed. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Holderness today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Holderness. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain, if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. Welcome in the flesh, in the attic, Dr. Hope Seidel. I feel so fancy because I'm here. I know. It's very rare we extend the invite to the attic. I mean, you have to like walk through our house to get here. Right. You have to have really gotten to know us well enough to understand <laughs> what goes on in those first two floors oh i didn't even look but up here it's quite impressive it's you know there's a lot going on but it just yeah uh, yes don't open any drawers because some stuff's gonna fall out so tell us what is a parenting coach exactly so a parenting coach is different for different people so As a pediatrician, some people come to me really hoping to get a better understanding of what they can expect from their kids developmentally, what's what is what are important things that they need to know to prepare themselves for parenting. But the vast majority of people hire a coach because things aren't going as expected, right? There are things that are happening in their children's lives or in their family system that is unexpected, not going well, and they either lack the skills or want the skills to be able to handle it better. And for me, parenting being a parenting coach is really helping parents dive deeper into how they show up in their parenting so that they can be more confident and more impactful by unpacking all the stuff that's in their brains. And I'm sure, as, as has happened with us, those parents are often surprised by the tack that you take. Yeah, It's all built out of love, but it definitely isn't what you are expecting to hear. Well, most people hire me because they want me to help them fix their kids. And oftentimes I'm like, great, let's do that. And we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> because really nothing, it is, it is, us, it's us. Yeah. It's the kids most times don't need fixing. Well, they need, they need to be shepherd, right? right? Like, like they, they, they don't need to be fixed ever. No, nobody needs to be fixed. We don't really need to be fixed, but we need to understand why we do certain things so that we don't hold our kids accountable for making us feel better or be better. We don't have to depend on them to feel like good parents. And that's the work I do with parents. I feel right now, I think I've said this before, I'm not really big into reading parenting books right now because... 
Dr. Lisa Demore is is amazing. She and is. yeah, and, and and hers I will always read. Mm-hmm. But the ones that are like talk about what I how I should have been parenting when my kids were five and seven years old, I'm like, well, that ship has sailed. Yeah. I've already screwed that up. Yeah. So I don't really want to like have like you know, even an awareness about how I've screwed that up. But our daughter's a junior. I'm very aware of like she's about to go. I feel very on the record with her, like Everything I say now, I need to like figure out. Have I done enough? Is it too late? Like, have have you know? Here, <laughs> sorry, I made hope. I made hope by coffee, and I gave her a With metal a, spoon? a metal spoon inside a metal cup of coffee. And bless her heart, she was trying so hard trying. not to make the noise. <laughs> and your question's really good, so let's go. Okay, you're trying so not to screw up, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds yeah, great. And she's uh, like, let's stir and, the almond milk. And, and but and like a metal Santa cup. She's like my Jewish friend. So Kim, Kim has that. this very good question being asked, and Hope and I are laughing our asses off over here. I just want to make sure everybody knows what's going on. Go ahead. No, 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 no. But I, okay, so. The actual, I was very windy anyway, because I saw you struggling with the spoon. Oh. Is, that, <laughs> is that, is it too late for me to change how I parent? Why do you need to change? I don't know. Well, because go. some book told you you needed to change? I don't, so I'm just aware that, I mean, I didn't gentle, whatever gentle parenting is, I don't think I did that. I mean, I don't really have to discipline my kids. They're really great kids, and I think they came out that way. Yeah. But I, sure as crap when they were like two and three years old throwing a tantrums i didn't do gentle i was not gentle yeah but yeah so like you know so th- just just those things yeah i mean the the idea of gentle parenting and i like to think of it more honestly as conscious parenting right is like our is our relationship with our children is more a partnership right it's a it's it's certainly about having boundaries which you're very good at it's really important for communicating effectively and appropriately regulating your own emotions that sort of thing but being really conscious in your parenting is you know is being willing to allow your kids to struggle it is being um, willing to let them learn to regulate their emotions to regulate your own emotions to look inward like we already talked about and think about how you're showing up and in a lot of ways your kids turn out optimally despite you and in many ways they turned out because you guys are very authentic with how you show up and how you emote and how you feel but the anchor to really effective parenting in my opinion is just unconditionally loving your kids which you guys are really good at you have a great newsletter you sent out and and you had this quote from fred rogers that says love isn't a state of perfect caring it's an active noun like struggle to love someone is to strive to accept that person exactly the way he or she is right there or right here right now so i think it's also like fair to say that there are times we want we wish our kids showed up differently yeah like more or less of something yes yes so we're striving to accept the person exactly the way we are but as parents i think it's fair to say there are moments when we wish our kids were a little more of something or they were a little less of something even yeah how do we navigate that like loving them exactly how they're showing up well i'll first say that's a choice that we have to be conscious about and you have to be aware that you're doing the wishing first Mm -hmm. right like an awareness that you're wanting your kid to be more of something is the first step you know they always say you can't you don't know you have a problem unless you can admit it right but but is the first step is being aware that i want them to be more of something and i think the better question to ask him is why 
why is that important to me? Am I making that mean something about me? Am I making that mean they'll be happy in a certain way? Am I making am I making that success or that vision of them something that's important that's is, is more about me than about them? Do I think I know what they're what that's going to translate into in terms of a successful and productive human being? And I just might question if that's even true. You ask great questions and I think we really I think the questions we should be asking ourselves as parents is so important. But what are we getting wrong about setting our kids up for success as adults? Like, what are we universally? I'm saying not just Penn and I, but just as parents. Yeah, I mean, I think there is a gap between what a what a child can actually do, what a teenager can actually do, and what parents and society expect of them. And that, that goes two ways, right? In one sense, in the achievement culture we have, we expect so much of our kids, sometimes way more than we expect of ourselves, and beyond sometimes what their capacity is. It's how we get these kids that have mental health issues or are so stressed out, and we're always wondering, like, why are they so, why is there so much mental illness? And then when it comes to life skills, we grossly underestimate what our kids are really capable of mm-hmm. overall, right? And so that translates into us being parents who add a pressure to excel for our kids to right. sh- sort of show up in the world in a certain way and thinking that th- that's the way that they'll be successful. And then we un- they're woefully unprepared to teach them the actual skills that typically do translate into successful adults. Is that because we're so used to like being able to measure those achievement skills? Like we know, like let- let's say our kid's on a basketball team. We know like how many shots he's going to make. Like, we know what sort of team he's going to make. If our, if our, if our kid is in high school, we know that like there's a certain GPA you have to reach. There's a certain grade you have to make, but life skills aren't quantifiable. Maybe. I mean, I think if I asked you guys, like, what are the most important qualities you want to see in your children, which is a really great question to ask yourself as a parent, like, what am I hoping my kid will be? And then really ask yourself, am I creating a home that promotes that vision, right? Sometimes being on a team, for example, is a way to sort of help your kid learn to work with other people and Mm -hmm. to lose and things that are life skills that are really important for kids to experience. But we get so caught up in the day-to-day that we get, there's a disconnect between what we really want in our children as an adult and the life we're creating for them. Yeah. So one of the questions you ask people is, like, what are the qualities we want and our kids as they leave, is that one of the questions we should be asking ourselves? I mean, there's so many good questions to ask yourself early on or later, but we need to think as we, and you're in this place now where your kids are getting ready to fly. Like mm-hmm. you said, you feel like you're kind of done, which is mm-hmm. never true. But but asking yourself, like, what do you have in your home right now? And why do you have it? And is that what you want to be creating? Right? Like, what do we have right now? And just really taking an inventory of what your kids are experiencing and are the things that you're putting them in, the activities that you're putting them in, for example, are they teaching them the life skills that they really need to be successful adults? You said, what do you have in your home? You mean, you mean as far as like physical things in your home as well as, as things that you discuss, things that you prioritize. I just thought it was interesting. You said, what do you have in your home? Yeah, I didn't think of it when I said it as physical things, although 
you know, when we talk about teaching our kids to value money, for example, you know, like there is certainly a role that what we value plays in Mm -hmm. what our kids are absorbing. You know what I mean? Like, do we invest in experiences? Do we invest in things? When we go shopping, are we just quick to buy whatever we like? Or do we make a comment, you know, we could afford it, but this isn't where we want to put our money. Like, so you could, I mean, that's a good way to, it could be things. But what I really meant is like, what is the environment like in your home? And is it on purpose, right? Am I doing this on purpose? And then if I am, why? Like, what am, what is my goal? Because mm. so so often our goal is getting them to college, right? right? And then our kids are like, okay, we made it. Now what? And the skills that they need to be successful are 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 not ones that we've worked on in our home that really help them navigate a life without us present every day. And that's my concern. I mean, I think one of our values as if we have some family values and one of the big ones is resilience. Mm-hmm. And I think sports has been great in that because yes. I mean, just inherently you're going to lose and you're going to flank like and have those things. So I think those sort of experiences have set our kids up, you know, in the, in the way we talk. But I am, con- there is a lot of talk about college in our house right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so they get there. And they turn around like, now what? So what should I be doing now? And what questions should I be asking myself now so that my kids are prepared when they fly the nest? Well, before I give you some productive questions to ask yourself, let me just give some examples of things that I think most successful adults or successful human beings, and I use success loosely, I mean like capable adults. Right, right. You know, you, not, I mean, everyone has a different definition of what success is, but, you know, when our kids get out into the real world, they need to be able, to your point, to handle failure mm-hmm. and disappointment. Uh, they need to do things, they need to learn to do things they don't want to do <laughs> and do it anyway. I mean, adulthood is yeah. full of stuff That's- we definitely do not want to do. Um, they need to learn to take instructions from a leader beside us, like a coach, help preferably a leader or a um, a boss that they don't like. Ooh, yeah. You know, they need to learn how to communicate what they need and regulate their emotions in a way that they can be adequately understood by a partner, by a friend, by a colleague at some point. They need to be able to ask for help. Mm. They need to learn to manage money. Oh. They need to be able to do basic chores even when they're busy you know if you if you think what i'm saying isn't true when your kid goes to college get on one of those parent sites Mm -hmm. that the parents in college get in last week a woman posted on my son's parenting page and and her intention was really powerful it was very (laughs) loving right she asked if we had any recommendations on who could come and pick up her child's laundry and do it for her because she was so overwhelmed with how much she was working at school and this was coming from a quite a loving place like her intention she was, wanted to help she wanted yeah. to help and yet like being an adult is full of like a job where you have to do laundry with your kids around and set like this is the easiest time for you to learn the skill mm. of being able to do laundry and study in college where like you could get up at any time most days and so these are the kinds of skills that we cheat our kids out in order to make things easier for them and so some of those are just some examples of I, no, I never thought of laundry. So we are screwing that up. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think so. Our daughter is she's amazing. She's a junior and she is she's very high achieving, amazing grades in the president of everything varsity sports. I mean, the whole thing. She's mm-hmm. got the whole thing. But when things get 
like she has a lot of exams this week for yeah. example so like i made her lunch this morning and i made her breakfast this morning and i put her laundry in and i made sure it was switched to the dryer like or she started the laundry but then i made sure it got shit put in the dryer like i was because i'm like you focus on school school's your job you yeah. focus on that and i have removed especially this week any sort of like responsibility from her she needs to learn how to do that i, I don't know uh, so I, i'm gonna <laughs> i'm sorry i i'm gonna defend what kim did and i did it too I, I i went into a room and i saw like the i saw the look of somebody who was overwhelmed by this achievement culture she has a ton of tests this week um she has tryouts she has she has things that she volunteers in all of it is based on her ultimate goal which is to get into a college and i'm not going to talk her off of that goal and so what I told her was this week, you let me know what you need. If you need me to drive you to work, if you need me to pack, help you pack for this vacation you're going on. Like I took away some of those barriers from her this week and I'm not going to apologize for that. Yeah, but what you also did in that moment is gave her the capacity to ask for help, which is just as important. Yeah, like what I'm and not she did saying ask for it. is we just say to our kids, well, that's tough. You got to get everything done. Like, I mean, I, I, when my kids come home from college, I'm not like, well, that looks like a lot of laundry. Like I think as, <laughs> as a family... It's beautiful to model sort of a yeah. cohesive unit, how we support mm -hmm. one another. I think that that's a reason that may be a reasonable expectation in your home that you have the luxury to provide for her that she may want to look for in a partner. I want to find a partner at some point who really pays attention to what my needs are and I know how to ask for my needs. So it's not a matter. And you also started by saying you she put her laundry in like I have parents. My son has kids at school who have no idea how to do their laundry. Oh, wow. And so and this is not uncommon at all. And parents just think we're just getting it done. We want to get it done quickly. It's too hard to explain it like basic life skills where they don't even think that they're part of the equation to do. Mm. That's not even my job, they think. It's not my job to help clean up after dinner. I mean, I work with parents on these kinds of boundaries all the time in my coaching business, and I just want to give parents permission to prioritize that in addition to you being part of your family unit, Penn, where you support your kids, when you guys are working really hard and your kids don't leave the dishes in the sink, you're like, hey, we're all part of a family. We're helping each other out. And so those don't have to be inconsistent goals, yeah. I don't think. So when the, I just have to ask from that sweet mom put on there asking for her daughter like how can you help my daughter do laundry where's the service was she roasted online or was she ex you know how was that oh, that's a good question. i will say that i did not roast her <laughs> <laughs> but i did point out that that this was the beginning of a life of learning to navigate the expectations that are not so quote important and that that might be stealing that from her but no sadly a lot of people gave her recommendations Okay. A lot of people gave her recommendations. And and I think it was a balance of both. I think when I posted something, I posted something very kind, but you might want to consider is how I may have started it, right? But and there were a lot of, you know, how people like like, 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 like. Yeah. I got off after a while. But but you know, I know that I like to think about this in parenting a lot, right? Our intention and our impact are different. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, we really intend to support our kids in a certain way. But if every time your daughter was overwhelmed, everything stopped for us to take care of her, it's not a realistic expectation that the world is going to show up for her in that way. And her learning, not maybe all at once on an exam week, but her learning to be able to manage both the boring part of life or to prioritize things and figure out what's most important is a skill we need sometimes my laundry does have to wait when i'm busy it's okay. yeah sometimes you just got to put on crap that you've worn a couple of times amen brother <laughs> we've all reached into the hamper smelled it and put it on and you and, and said eh. Eh. 
So I mean, it's sort of like two hours. What a, what exactly will I be doing? I mean, will anybody outfit? see me? No, no and I yeah. have to say, like, I on our bathtub is the I've worn it once and could probably wear it again, yep. which is like that. That's, our, yep. that's the only use our bathtub has. It yeah. sits in the bathtub as if like, it's yeah. on the over it's, the ledge of it's, it. It's I wore it once, but the funk's not quite there yet. And then, so I'm gonna wear it. It's again. almost like you're saving water in the laundry. Oh, I'm you know, saving honestly, the. I hope I mean, we're saving the planet. I mean, honestly, that's <laughs> yeah. that's your little contribution. Yeah. <laughs> so those are all. I feel like I need to probably laminate that list of things that you know, and I of you know ways that we're setting our kids up. The money thing we've attacked this year. There is the green light card which we're using oh yeah you told me about yeah yeah and so like it honestly lola is so into it because she can even do we have set it up for like investing oh i love it i know so she's like mom i made five dollars i'm like oh look (laughs) at you but she's like she's super into it so i think that part we're slowly getting to but what are some of the some of the you do such a good job of like posing questions that we have to ask to ourselves like what are the questions we should be asking ourselves well getting back to that comment I made earlier about like paying attention to what you have in your home and whether you like it or not. I think some questions that are really valuable as you're in this, especially for people in the age group of your kids, but even earlier than that, you can put these somewhere and just think about just what does being an adult mean to you as a parent? Like, what does that mean? My kid is an adult. And are you teaching those skills as we alluded to? Do you actually want to let go or not? And if not, why? Okay, we're going to take a little time on this one. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we should, though, because I, I, I don't think that you're the only person that... Why are you looking at me? That, <laughs> just, you, just me? Pen Holderness? Look, it, here's the thing. I think, I'm, I think I'm pushing back and denying it a little more, and I'm like, <laughs> it's going to be fine. She's going to fly the coop, and it's going to be fine. It's going to hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. You're already getting hit by the ton of bricks. Oh, I know. I'll just randomly start crying. So, okay, word the que- what was the question you just asked again? It's like, are you we, letting them go or are you letting yourself go? So it was really, no, no, it was really like, cool. Do you actually want to oh, let them go? Oh, there it is. Do you actually yeah. want to let That's them go? That's a good one. Like, not only let them go because they're going to leave, just to clarify, but also do you want to let go of the belief that they can't do something? Do you want to let go of the idea that they can be independent without you? That sort of thing. You know, I like to control things because that's my like way of showing love. I think it's like just knowing when things are happening and setting. Yeah. So I do want to, in theory, and I'm going to have to. Like I'm, I'm going to have to. Yeah. The question's not can you let go. It's, I think that's a very careful choice of words. Right. No. It's do you want to? No. Yeah. No, you don't. And so, what is the why for that? Because it's not like it is for some parents, Kim, where you think they can't do it. Because you tell me all the time how amazing your kids are and capable they oh, are. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to cry, but like if they don't need me, mm-hmm. what am I here for? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess just to be married to this guy. I'm kidding. You're great. <laughs> yeah, you're um, contributing nothing to the world. Except for, <laughs> except for fun. No, but like, that's like, we, we talk about it all the time because our Valentine's Day was very, like, it, it was clinical. It was, <laughs> we did, we're like, we'll have, we're going to, we're going to have Valentine's Days where it's just, we're going to be schmoopy and just look at each other. But right now, like one of them had an orthodontist appointment and one of them had tryouts and when this one needed to get here. So it's like, we had to write three scripts. We had to write. So it's like, it's, this is not our, our year. My flowers never got delivered. I know we need a refund. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we got a refund. We did. Yeah, okay, we're great. good. I'm like, don't give me flowers. Anymore. I'm not going to tell you what service it was because they may <laughs> want us to do some stuff with them, but come on guys. Yeah. <laughs> But I just, I feel like that, that 
takes up i know i'll be able to fill my days when they're gone i will fill my days with joy but like what do i do if i'm not thinking about what they're doing well you're never not going to think about what they're doing it's true but this this idea like dr shafali talks about this idea about she she wrote a number of conscious parenting books this idea that like our goal as parents is to create people that don't need us that's right that Mm -hmm. is the plan and so really being curious on why that need is so important to us as parents is work worth doing because then we don't have to put that on our kids so they have to show up a certain way so that we can feel relevant or okay Mm-hmm. That's not their job. Wasn't it? Uh, was it Rhea Perlman in Barbie who said that a mother's job was to kind of stand still so that their the daughters can look back and see how far they've come. Mm-hmm. So I like I can't. I'm, I'm quoting Barbie here. I love well Barbie. done, as you should. So yes. I just want to make sure you know that you. Like, I, I understand why you're saying what am I here for, but I I can give you a thousand a million things. Obviously, you're here for me mm-hmm. and to get me through this crazy world in life and i'm your favorite remember that that's like what's that who can blame well that's the rule no our rule is that we're each other's favorites like we love our kids and our kids hate. and then our dog and then the kids and then no but but also just i think just because you're letting go and letting them go do their own thing doesn't mean you don't have a massively gravitational impact on their lives still i mean it it doesn't create a relevance but you know if if and for some parents you know the another question that's useful is is you know do you consider their life thus far your accomplishment and so many people Mm -hmm. feel like well when we're not contributing to this big accomplishment that we have just sort of created because that's the lens we view our parenting may not be true for you you know then when that accomplishment is over it feels like oh now what you know, I think you hit on something there. And I, I never want to be the person that's like, you know, like, oh, look, like my kid did this, but it's hard not to. Yeah, your ego loves that. My Everybody's ego, does. Everybody's like, just seeing, I mean, let me think of an example. I guess, I mean, sports is the easy, easiest example. I, I was not super athletic. I was, I was a dancer, so I never played a sport. But mm-hmm. to see your kid, like score a goal or something like that you're like oh you feel like as an extension yeah you feel this like ego that we sh- I, I i probably need to unravel yeah that or we all do we like, all do yeah we all do and and people and, and you know society reinforces that where's your kid going to college oh your son did so amazing your daughter's so gorgeous she seems so smart she has it together your son's so funny oh, yeah. and we're like i know like we just can't help it it's not it's not a it's a human issue it's not a, a negative or a positive it's just the way our brains work we want to be validated in that way and it's just important that we check ourselves because then when that time is quote over which you know it never really is um it really isn't i mean i'm probably closer to my children now that they're out of the house especially my daughter than when she was living there and so you know there's there's so much to look forward to that you just don't know yet but i think that some of the things that you have you and i have talked about on a separate note is you know do we feel our failures or potential failures for our kids are our responsibility Mm -hmm. and do we think their accomplishments are a reflection of how well we did those are really important questions can't the answer be sorta um i mean i i don't want to say that like here let me put it this way i want to be proud of my kids when they do something well and say i think that i played a hand in that you do but but also when they screw up i don't want to be like that's not entirely my fault (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so sorta i mean but not i think maybe like there's a healthy amount 
of pride that you can take or responsibility that you can take if something goes right or something goes wrong. It just can't be like a hundred percent. I guess I would think of the question a little bit differently, Penn. Okay. I think about it like, I mean, yes, of course. And to me, like when we talk about accomplishments and failures, what's typically underlying that is something good and something bad, right? Mm -hmm. And if we saw all of our kids' failures as valuable as their accomplishments, then we really wouldn't need to take responsibility for either. We could just see them as invitations for our kids to grow. And that is our job, to help our kids look at those experiences, whether they're good or bad, and think about how they're helping them grow, as opposed to feeling terrible that maybe we did something that wasn't enough, or feeling proud because we're just so amazing. Like, that just takes credit for our kids in a way that I don't think is appropriate. You helped uh, me learn that you know, listen, we can only teach our kids so many lessons. Life needs to teach them a lot of lessons. So mm. when they encounter those losses or they don't, you know, get into the school they get into, that sort of, there's an opportunity there for them to like learn and grow and react. And that has been helpful for us. You know, if one of our kids is going through a time and just is, is on a struggle bus, we're like, this is life teaching them the lessons they need to learn yeah but one of the anchors to that conversation that we had right is when we were talking about how you like to control things and how <laughs> needing to control usually is it, the underlying theme is that you don't trust that everything is going to be okay mm -hmm. and when you can trust that the positive and the negatives of your children's experience are all okay then you don't have to feel so invested in trying to help them navigate things you can just let things be and then be with them as they experience the ups and downs of life which is just a different energy which brings us back to these questions you've been giving us that we should be asking ourselves when it comes to to parenting and i think for this it's like what question do we ask when we want to properly frame our child's growth our child's successes what they do with their failures what should we be asking ourselves the answers to that question. How should we frame our children's success or failures? Certainly, we need to be careful about what we're de defining as success and failure. So, mm -hmm. inherent in the question is, a, it's a loaded question when it comes to how we make that decision. Yeah. Like, sometimes success looks like failing, right? And so, I think if we just approach our kids with a broader curiosity on what the experiences that life is giving them are meant to teach them, instead of trying to interpret whether things are good or bad, then we can just sort of welcome the whole of it and be partners with them and helping them understand the both predictable and unpredictable parts of being a human being. I'm not sure yeah. if that answers your no. question. Yeah, it does. No, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking, I'm just so, I'm, very, I'm a very simple man. Yeah. And, and I think... But why do you need to interpret them at all? I don't necessarily. I just need to know the question to ask myself when I'm going along with this. Like, I want the that voice to ask in my yourself head. Yeah. Is who do I want to be in this moment? As there a it parent? is. Okay. Who do I want to be in this moment as a parent? I want to be. A, I want to be supportive. I want to be reflective. I want to be helping her do her laundry when she's overwhelmed. Just who do I want to be, and what am I trying to teach? I always ask parents this: What are you trying to teach right now? Because is that in alignment with what you're doing? Mm -hmm. I want to teach them to be independent. Well, then, mm, are you really doing all the things that make that happen? I don't have a judgment on what you want to teach in your own homes. We all get to choose that. That's part of having our own value systems. But it's a critical question to be asking yourself and then check in. Is what I'm doing aligning with that? Yeah. Just to, just to add a couple of things. I think Kim has 
openly said like she she likes to control things she likes to and in a very benevolent loving way i don't mean it in a, in a bad way yeah. i like to coach mm-hmm. right so i think i always my default i want to be a coach i want to be someone who encourages who who tries to get the most out of their kid who you know in the post-game press conferences i take responsibility for any of the losses and i deflect any of the attention for the victories i think that's who i want to be but that's not necessarily what i should be all the time well, when you're checking in with your kids, is how I'm showing up being helpful to you when you're in partnership with your children and sort of saying, like, what do you need right now? Yeah. Then your coaching can be really helpful and Kim's empathy can be really helpful. Right. Both of those things can play a role. And so as your kids age, just being in the habit of saying, hey, what do you need right now? Because I'm sure sometimes you've coached your kid and they're like, I don't need that right now. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't need that. And that's just because we just assumed that we knew what they needed. The most respectful way to use your gifts is to ask your kids what they need. Uh, yeah. Which is not what a coach normally does. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's good advice. Say, well, a funny example of that is Penn, in, in our marriage, it was just sort of the secret contract we have is that he handles sports stuff. Mm. So he goes to everything. I don't always make it to everything just because I'm doing like another kid's sport. I, I don't know. Like I, my time is sometimes, you know, split between stuff, and, but he'll show up to everything. And Lola plays tennis, which is kind of the worst. I always tell people, I'm like, sign your kid for like piano or art. But like, also the best. In, it, it also, yeah. also the best in the, the lesson she's learned. I mean, like it is a brutal way to see your kid learn a lesson. Random, random parallel. If you learn how to play tennis, you're really good at mock trial. She was in mock trial and the, they could not. This, she Because it was quiet. No one could clap. This guy was going after her. Yeah, and, and she, she was just batting him away. She it was she, crazy. She I love that. made the guy. And that makes so much sense. Oh, no. And she. She just was like, it, she she won best witness. It was so funny. <laughs> I was like, this is oddly no, she stressful. Was really good though. No, no, I was yeah. like, that is tennis right there. So but I, I, no, I no, no, no. But he he would text me. He'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm gonna leave because she just shot me a dirty look, you know. Because he would say like, you got this, you can do it. Mm-hmm. When she was like getting her ass mm-hmm. handed to her, mm-hmm. like so by saying you got this. Like, it's so funny with me, too. Like, I don't like it when people say you got this because they say it in moments where I definitely don't got this. That's right. It's not motivating. It's not motivating <laughs> to me. It's like, you suck. Uh-huh. You're, I'll love you anyway, but you're sucking right now. So he did ask the question, what would you like to hear from me? So good. And and he's like, and she's like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, well, you know. But, but also don't leave. Don't. And that's, these are all reasonable so things She's to like, ask. I want to be able to yeah. see you. Yeah. I don't want to be able to hear you. Right, but imagine how respectful that was for her. It said, I know who I am in a situation, and that might not be perfect for what you need. I'm willing to admit that. I'm willing to be accountable when I mess it up. And that is, when you say all the ways you weren't gentle parenting, like to me, that energy that you bring to your parenting, maybe imperfectly, but often, is the most respectful way to parent. It says, I see your needs. They matter to me. I love you. And I want to do, my intention and my impact are not always in yeah. line and I, I'm hearing that feedback and I'm willing to shift and that in any relationship is something that's such a beautiful way to show up and we Penn and I go to the gym together and we'll I'll be doing an exercise and be like I, and I don't like hearing you got this either. No. And he'll be like, come on. you got, I'm like, stop. Stop. Stop using right, words. So, so I've stopped. And he, he'll be like, I, I see you're working very hard. It's like what he says right now. I'm like, you're yes. You're so pretty. <laughs> I'll be pushing like the sled with weights on it. He's like, I see you. I'm like, see? I just want you to see me. Yes. I don't need you to make a judgment about how I'm acting. Yeah. No, that was great. 
This is such. A, this is our core. I love that you just said this, Kim. Let me just say this one thing. This is what our kid. This is what human beings need. They just need to be seen. Mm-hmm. They just need to be seen in their struggle. They need to be seen in their emotions. They need to be seen in ch- children need to be seen that their behaviors are coming from how they feel and us take the time to figure out what that is. This is a core human need. And if we are willing as parents just to pay attention to who our kids are and to see them, I cannot tell you how many people, I wouldn't have a job. <laughs> You'd be out of a Well, and also <laughs> I think the hardest thing for Penn and I I think the hardest thing for Penn and I is the way our kids need to just, we need to just be witness to their life story. Be their hype person. And be, and just, but how they need to feel that and how we need to show up for them is different than how, for example, Penn, if, if he's in a tennis match, he wants, he wants to hear, mm. you got this, you're doing great, whatever. Like he wants us to show up in a different way. Mm. Not that I watch you play tennis. I'm sorry, I don't really. Do you watch. need a cheerleading squad? Do you? Uh, but he would. He would love that. Mm. Like, yeah. and so when It'd it's different it. than, <laughs> but when it's different than how we need people to show up, that's the conflict for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of being curious, right? Yeah. And, I mean, you ask each other those questions often, and then respect it, right? This is what yeah. I need from you. That's part of being in a relationship. Or acknowledging that someone doesn't have that capacity is also fine. I mean, that's a broader conversation. But as parents, we have a responsibility to really be curious about what our kids need and check in if it's what, as you said earlier, is about what we need. And when we're willing to do that, we're more likely to meet them where they are. We're more likely to see them, Mm -hmm. which is really the best and most important way to parent. This is good stuff. Are there other questions we should be asking ourselves as parents that we did not get to? Yeah, we've got what what do I want what do I want to be? What kind of parent do I want to be right now? Which is probably the most important one for me. What does my home look like? Yeah. That was a really good one. And I also you brought this up earlier. The the last one I'll say is that like sometimes we think love looks like helping or rescuing our kids. Mm. And so are you are you do you think loving your kids means rescuing or helping them is a good question to ask yourself. And are you willing to broaden your definition of what love looks like? Can love sometimes look like no? Can love sometimes look like allowing our kids to fail, to be accountable for choices they make. I talk about this a lot with parents that I'm coaching about waking our kids up for school, for example. I coached someone yesterday on this, and she said, well, what if he misses his first class? What if he does? Mm. Like, how could loving him look like holding him accountable for a skill as an adult that he's going to need? It's so important. And so... What does what does your love look like? What does your love look like is so good. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so setting an alarm, you know, <laughs> figuring out how to do the laundry and and those sort of things when you're busy not rescuing them what are some other like basic things we should be letting our kids do for themselves if your kids on a medication showing them the little yellow sticker on it and the phone number and making them responsible for filling and calling in their own refills oh, wow i never call my kids medications they're not my medications so mm. sometimes i'll check in you getting low my son asked me yesterday, he said, is my driver's license going to expire? <laughs> I think it says August on there. And I said, yes, it is. Do you need the DMV phone number? Anything with car maintenance is so helpful for kids to be able to handle. Okay. Do they know how to look to see when their oil is getting low? Like, yeah. do we fill their tank up with gas? You know, these are such privileged questions, of course. But, you know, in families where parents don't have the luxury of being able to 
tackle all these issues. Kids need to figure this out in order to not survive as dramatic, but, you know, in order to function. And so, you know, what do you do day to day that your kids need the capacity to understand how hard it is? Can they make their own doctor appointments? I never make my kids doctor appointments. They know that they need to make it. They know what their insurance card is. I teach, I mean, I don't let them flail. I show them how it's done. Right. But I want them to go into the world and I don't have to call at 20, 24, 25 and remind them about things that are central to their existence. All right, I need to ask you an advanced question now. Oh, no. Because all of this makes great sense. I just got done writing a book about ADHD. Mm -hmm. And there are medications that help you with ADHD, and not everyone uses them. Everyone should be using some level of behavioral intervention. They should be using some sort of system that they put in place in their life to try to hack the the lack of executive functioning that they have in their brains. Mm -hmm. I know you deal with these people. I know you deal with the parents of these people as well. A lot of the behavioral interventions are reminders. They are checklists. They are things that in order to get, particularly in order to get started on them, you need help from other people because of what your brain is like. And there Mm -hmm. are millions of people who struggle with this. I am one of them. Mm, Me too. Okay, wonderful. (laughs) Great. So you're on my team. How, How do we balance that as parents? So like in in reinforcing those behavioral interventions and giving them um, like requiring them to have kind of the the freedom to not the freedom, the independence to be able to do it themselves. That's such a great question, right? So you talk about this a lot and it is this idea that when we see our kids as having something like ADHD as a vulnerability, we're more likely to rescue our kids because they can't. When we see it as part of who they are, not even necessarily judging it as good or bad, as you've said so beautifully in so many of the interviews you've done for this book, you know, then we can start to give them the capacity to think about systems that might work for them. Sometimes, as we've already been talking about, they're not systems that make sense to them, that make sense to us. So Mm -hmm. we're trying things out. Hey, how do stickers work? How do whatever? How do lists work? I can't write. I don't remember anything unless I write it down. I would never, ever count on my brain to remember one thing. I write everything down. And so this works for me. Let's try this and see if it works for you. Because the truth is, is that people who are adults with ADHD have to come up with a system that helps them navigate the world. Sometimes that looks like marrying someone who keeps them in line. Um, Kidding. No, but I barely, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not a detailed person. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why like he has to have the systems because. But the people in your life can help reflect, hey, I'm noticing that this is really tricky for you. Let's talk about some things that have worked for me and let's come up because we have to have a plan where you can get your homework done or you can sort of, and your brain works differently. So we have to figure out a strategy for you. And so I'm sure people i mean i haven't i haven't gotten i haven't read your book a pre pre of your book but i i would be thrilled for people to use that as a guidebook to sort of help kids come up with their own strategies because what works really well for you might work well for a different person with the same diagnosis but the critical piece is we see our kids when we get a quote diagnosis as vulnerable and this is so traumatic for our kids and tragic because then they see themselves as someone who can't right right don't you agree with oh i 100 percent agree and i i want i want kids to understand not only can they they can be really really good at it we just got to find a way to i call it kind of gamifying it Mm -hmm. because people with adhd like things that are challenging yeah so if you can make first of all if you can acknowledge dude getting this crap done is challenging for us then we're going to like it more it shifts your mindset oh this is hard and i'm doing this not like a parent sometimes might be this is hard for you so i have to help you exactly energy's just so much different yeah yeah so so you you reframe it completely you're on point you start with that yeah but also, I think some of the things that you just talked about, like um, 
uh, <laughs> calling your own prescriptions, doing your own laundry. Like it, it's just going to need a little bit of nudging and gamifying for that kind of brain that, that may be different from what I heard you talking about earlier. 100%. And let me also say, just for the heck of it, not to minimize ADHD, which is definitely a thing, is that a lot of the skills that we're talking about for executive functioning are not skills kids have. Remember yeah. one of our other podcasts, we talked about kids don't develop their frontal lobes fully until their mid-20s. Right. And so, it actually isn't just an ADHD thing when our kids are younger. And that circles back to my first comments, right? Like, our expectations about what our kids can and can't do are sometimes simply unrealistic. And then, on top of it, if you have ADHD, right, that that uh, impacts your executive functioning in, in a completely different way. So, our children are... Our homes are a playground for our kids to practice skills that they need to be successful in the world. And we're going to have to partner with them to figure out what the most impactful way is that they can navigate whatever their brains do. Mm. And and so most kids are going to stink at it in the first mm. in most of the time they're living in our home. Yeah. Every once in a while there's a kid who has high executive functioning and a parent will make that mean. I mean if I had my son before my daughter, for example, okay. I mean Jared's very has a very high executive functioning yeah. skill and it has nothing to do with me. It's just how he shows up in the world. And so sometimes we make that mean something was right with them and wrong with somebody else and nothing is further from the truth. It's just that all of them aren't, you know, built yet. That's yeah. I, I was teaching my son about, like, how, this is maybe two years ago, like, how the laundry, were, like, this is the washing machine, and this is, you hit this cycle, and you hit power. I didn't tell him to, like, put in, like, the, <laughs> like, the detergent. Mm -hmm. but I just, for, I, like, I just, like, I yeah. use little pods or the little sheet, we have little sheets we use, too, and I just kind of stuck it in, but I'm like, da-da-da-da. So, the next time he did it, I was like, God, this stuff really still smells like basketball. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, like, did you put a little sheet in or what? And he's like, oh, no, like, I never told him that. Like, we have to be, he has to do it several times. Of course. And has to be supervised several times because he took it. And I have to remind Penn of that sometimes. I'm like, these kids, they don't know how yes. to do these things. Yes. Like, they, we have to, and you have to show, I'm a slow learner. So, like, I need it, I need lessons sometimes, like, several times. So, you're great. So fun. Dr. Hope Seidel. Um, so, where can people find you? So, if you want to follow me for my inspirational <laughs> and authentic wisdom, I'm on Instagram, of course, at Parent with Hope. Mm -hmm. And also on Facebook with the same name. My business is Parent with Hope. And, and then if you want, I coach parents one-on-one -on -one all the time. And so, if you want to work with me, probably the easiest way is just to get on my website, which is uh, parentwithhope.com. I love it. And we want to involve Hope more, so maybe look for, you know, Hope to do some writing and stuff. So, if you have topics you want Hope to cover or questions you have, send them in. Let's go. Thank you so much. How's oh. your coffee? Well, it's a little cold now, Frank. <laughs> You didn't finish it. I mean, almost. But she, I, I didn't want to slurp it a lot. I didn't want to slurp it. I know, and we gave, it, like she I was very aware of the noises that it was making. Was it was so my favorite cute. part Isn't of this entire. Yeah, it's my favorite part of the. Gosh, you're great. <laughs> okay, we're just gonna have you know what we should do is just have Hope come by once a week for a podcast. Mm -hmm. So we just can. just selfishly, so we get some right. Coaching. Not for not for the people who are listening. Just, just for me, for, for yeah, for us. Yeah. No, seriously, like we we always have a lot to talk about, and you are one of our most popular guests for that reason too. I think you just give people things to think about and talk about as a, as a family. So thank you for that. Thank you, thank you. It's oh. a privilege to be with you guys. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.
Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.